Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. And David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and of course, those amazing relationships. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and you deserve it. You know, one of our main goals with our show, The Sexy Lifestyle, and our new network is to promote the ideal of normalizing conversations about sex in our everyday lives. We all need to shift away from those old taboos surrounding sex and accept the fact that we are sexual people. Humans are sexual beings and it's okay to talk about sex. Yeah, and we've noticed in our relationship, the more we talk about sex, the more we talk about sex and the more we have amazing sex. So we all need to normalize those conversations about sex and sexuality and share our feelings, ideas, opinions, and experiences with each other. So are you uncomfortable talking about sex? Oh, it's <laughs> my fell over. <laughs> so are you uncomfortable talking about sex, even to your partner? So many of us are so afraid or worried about being judged when it comes to talking about sex because of the lingering taboos surrounding it. And on today's episode, Taboo Sex Talk, we're going to explore a new show that's launching on the Sexy Lifestyle Network where there's nothing taboo. And all the discussions will encourage you to open up dialogue about sex to help create stronger and more connected relationships with yourself and your partners. Yeah, we're going to have a great discussion today with our amazing guest. So get ready for some sexy talk, uncensored confessions, and lots of intimate and personal stories. And before we get started, we just want to take a minute and remind everyone about our network sponsors. Now, our sponsors are our business partners, and we have handpicked our network sponsors to bring you products and services that it can improve your sex life, your love life, and your life in general. Yeah, and all our sponsors are supporters of the Sexy Lifestyle Network and the sexylifestyle.com, and we couldn't do it without them. You know, they're here to help us achieve our goal of bringing credible and reliable information about sex and sexuality and relationships all to one platform for everybody to get for free. So please support them as they support us. Go to their profiles, look at their products, make a purchase, support them, and you will have a happier, healthier, and hornier place for us to all thrive together. This segment of the show is sponsored by Womanizer for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms than any other pleasure product. Womanizer is one of the most advanced sex tech devices. It's different because of its touchless air technology. The soft head of the womanizer surrounds the head of the clitoris and stimulates it in a sucking motion. It actually feels like you're having oral sex, and it can make you climax quickly, or slowly if you prefer, with single or multiple orgasms. And I wanted Womanizer to be one of our main sponsors of the Sexy Lifestyle because it's my favorite toy. And sharing is caring, after all. 
We use it before and after we have sex, and sometimes even when David's done and I'm not quite finished, I grab that womanizer and pop off a few more orgasms before we settle in and bask in that afterglow of great sex. Wow, I should just stop here. But I will say, if you want stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms like Carol does, we have some womanizers to give away, and once you try, once you try this amazing device, you're going to wish you had discovered it sooner. So, if you would like to win one of them, send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com with Womanizer in the subject line. We'll remind everybody once again, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and after this short break, we'll be back with more about one of our amazing new hosts. Stay tuned. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in a warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Are listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at carolandavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david and we're so excited to introduce our guest lexi silver is an erotic writer of short stories and blogs about sexuality She's also an entrepreneur and runs a sex toy shop on her website. As an ambassador for Shameless Sex, Lexi is the host of a new show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network called Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Well, Lexi, we've uh, definitely had uh, some time to get to know you at Cap Dagen, France. You've been over to our house. We've done a whole bunch of things together. And now we're getting ready for the big launch of our talk radio network. So welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. This is a, probably the last time you'll be on as a guest because going forward, you're going to be your own host. Thank you so much for having me. I always love being a guest on your show. I hope this isn't the last time. Maybe I'll have some more kinky material for you for another uh, for another show that might be coming exactly. up. Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> maybe sure. maybe we'll do a show video and like you and Carol could be topless or something. Okay. We, we, for sure it'll go. We, we can look into that. We it'll go that. viral on social media for sure. <laughs> So as we hinted in the opener, the theme of today's episode is all about taboo surrounding sex and the shame associated with it. Not tattoos, right? Uh, taboos. No, taboos. You okay, got it. Got it. Got it. I've been having trouble with these <laughs> words lately. Show. Yeah. <laughs> and you certainly know how much we advocate for open discussions around sex with the goal of strengthening your couple and improving your sex life. 
Well, we're so excited to have a new show on our network that's dedicated to opening up discussions and reversing taboos. And our sexy Lexi will be hosting a super (laughs) sexy show, sharing her experiences and knowledge. So let's get started by getting to know Lexi Silver a little bit better. All right, Lex. How about, you know, in as short as you can, because you love talking and you're you're such a good talker, you're an author, you're good with words. You know, I can't, me words over six letters, I'm done with. Carol has to take over from there. But tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be a host on SDC's Seek, Discover and Create. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll do the best that I can to, to be brief about it. But um, in general, I've just always been very open minded and very interested in sex. And I was always somehow the person that my friends and other people came to to talk about sex and their body and, and relationships. And it was really no surprise that I started writing erotic literature when I was very young. I think I started with more romantic dialogues when I was about 12, 13 and uh, evolved into actual sex a little bit after that. And then I started my own blog, and I uh, put up some uh, some products on on my website also. I, so I was I was pretty young when I did that, and uh, as I went into you know a college and university, I wrote a sex column for my college newspaper, and then uh, in university I went into psychology to study a little bit more about how the beautiful mind works, and I became involved in some women's groups on campus. So I was then again still communicating a lot about sexuality and relationships to uh, to women and to uh, to other people. And then after that, I uh, worked in the porn industry as a script writer and a creative producer. So I had a really, uh, a lot of different experiences working within the realm of sexuality. And it really just broadened my horizons and just made me want to talk a lot more about sex. So just because I'm a guy, I'm going to go back to the porn industry. <laughs> of course. You will, obviously. So when, when, you, when you wrote things for porn, did you actually have to try them out first to make sure the scene worked or did you just write and hope people got it right? I mean, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you do have to write things that are not based on experience. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, I, every every writer can tell you that to a certain degree, uh, whatever they write is based on some experiences, whether they're experiences they've had or just fantasies that they've had on their own. Uh, so yeah, I would say maybe a fusion of all of those things. Beautiful. Now, I know that you're getting excited and getting ready to launch your show. Can you give us the background and what really your show is going to be about, what you plan to talk about and what kind of guests you're going to have on? Absolutely. Um, so I, when I first got started, uh, it, sorry, let me go back a second. I think it was earlier in this this past year, I was approached um, by SDC. I had, a, I had a couple of friends in SDC who got me really more involved with the lifestyle. And I was very fortunate that I got into an amazing group of people who then also introduced me to both you and David, mm-hmm. Carol. So it, what was wonderful about, and so so uh, karmic, I guess, about the, into the way all of this happened was uh, you were looking for somebody to, host a show on your network about sexuality and you thought of me for doing that show because you you had heard about me you you knew that I was an ambassador to talk about you know how sex is such an important thing and how we should all have the pleasure of experiencing that without feeling guilt or shame about what it is that we're doing and I obviously took the job with pleasure I think it is such an incredible opportunity to talk to people about uh, everything related to sexuality 
which is really what the show is about. We're going to talk about everything from porn, David, so you're going to want to tune in for that. <laughs> of course. Well, no, no, Carol needs to tune in because she's not a big fan of porn. She likes making her own porn. But I say, you know, we should turn on the TV every once in a while to watch it, but that's not her favorite thing. Uh, well, there are different kinds of porn, different uh, different strokes for different folks, as we like to say. So, I, I like uh, different you know. strokes. <laughs> Lots of strokes. strokes. <laughs> uh, so we'll be talking about we'll be talking about really everything. Like I said, health, relationships, um, you know, uh, dealing with us uh, intimacy after experiencing sexual trauma or any kind of trauma. We're going to talk about uh, really uh, a, a lot of things: body image, self esteem, uh, different kinds of uh, relationship issues revolving around um, uh, like communication, which is crucial in any relationship as you as, as you both know and we've had many discussions about that before so I'll be bringing on really amazing people great experts from all different uh, areas of, of the of sexual industries from porn to sexology to I, I I'm, I'm losing my train of thought right now <laughs> just thinking how excited I am but really we have a very very stacked roster of people to speak to about sexuality and there will be no lack of experts talking Talking about everything you need to know about sex and to make your life a very judgment-free, shame-free, pleasure-filled one. And we're so excited to have you on the network, and we know for sure you. that you're going to be changing people's lives. When they sit and listen to you and your stories and your intimate encounters, I'm absolutely sure that we are going to be able to open up some minds, open up some dialogue, and really change people's lives. And I, I just wanted to say something, because you you started describing yourself and that you know uh, we invited you to come onto the network, but um, <laughs> all, all the hosts on our network, and we're starting with uh, over 20 shows, Every host is unique. Every show is unique. And when we met you, you absolutely had a unique way of talking about sex and sexuality. Uh, In our next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about slut shaming, which you uh, grew up um, living. Uh, We're going to talk about taboos and sexuality. But I I know that your show is going to be very, very interesting to a lot of people out there, the same way the Sisters of Sexuality are going to have a great show, which is targeted at African-American women. We have Everything Sexy with Jamal and Polly Rick, who's going to be all about male sexuality. We have Cheryl Besner, who's going to do Pillow Talk, which is about relationships. And I'll go on and on and on about our shows a little bit later or on another show, because I can keep going. I'm so excited about all these amazing hosts. (laughs) But but we saw something very unique and incredible in the way you talk about sexuality from your own perspective, because you have lived through some crap growing up through high school and college and (laughs) university. And uh, we're going to get back into that in a little bit. We're going to take a quick break. It was great getting to know you a little better as we talk on the show. We're going to talk more about you, your journey, and you know what's brought you to this point in your career, especially launching SDC's Seek, Discover, and Create show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. So we'll remind everybody awesome. once again, this is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and after this short break, we'll be back with more about one of our amazing new hosts, Lexi Silver. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promescent. So Jeff, premature ejaculation is more common than most people think. Can you tell us how important it is to get rid of the shame that surrounds PE? It's very, very common. In fact, just for a reference point, you know, everyone is very familiar with ED, with Viagra, Salus, Levitra. 
and you know those net about eight billion dollars a year in sales premature ejaculation is 20 percent more common than ed just for a reference point which blows people away so that being said the one thing that is keeping a lot of people from addressing this is shame. People don't realize that before the ED drugs, a lot of people suffered in silence. There was a lot of shame because if there's no solution, people are afraid to bring it up because all bringing it up does is cause more anxiety and cause people to realize I have something that I can't address. So PE is in that early stages now when the first solution started coming out for ED that people went, wait a second, I don't have to live with this. I don't have to live in shame. And women don't have to go. I don't have to live an unsatisfactory or unsatisfied sexual life. So shame is probably the biggest roadblock in dealing with this because the old wives tales are you're not strong mentally or, you know, you just don't want to satisfy your woman. You want to get it over with is absolutely nonsense. You know, number one, there are five to six physiological reasons why a man would ejaculate prematurely. They're not limited to, but some of them are prostatitis, low testosterone, hypersensitivity, to the penile nerves. So these aren't anything to do with your desire to control yourself or your desire to please your woman. These are physiological issues that, you know, cause it. So there should be no shame involved. I always tell people, is a diabetic ashamed to take insulin? Is a cancer patient ashamed to take chemotherapy? Of course they're not. So what would be the difference in addressing something that either A, you're just wired that way, or B, you have a physical malady that's causing this? There shouldn't be shame. There should not be, you know, a guy feeling, you know, you know, that he's less than for, you know, having to deal with this issue. It's something that a lot of people deal with, but more importantly, a lot of people don't deal with and have either A, asexual lives, or B, unsatisfactory sexual lives. So this is really a very important topic and something very near and dear to my heart, talking to people who use our product all day. And, you know, we have emails where people go, you changed my life. This is, you know, life altering because now I feel like I'm whole again and I can, you know, satisfy my partner. And getting over that shame is a huge part of this. And, you know, I sometimes feel very empowered and I feel very positive when I see some of those emails. But then at the same time, I realize we've reached one out of every 10,000 people that suffers from this. And so it gives us the motivation to go. And fortunately, we have people like you that help expose, you know, our product and expose this situation to other people so that they know there is something that they can use to have a higher degree of intimacy and have a better sexual experience. Yeah, I just want to add in that that one of the very first steps of getting rid of shame is talking about it and letting it out, addressing it in that way so that you can approach it and then um, have the, 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 gum, the gumption to go forward and actually find a solution. Absolutely. We've had a couple people tell us that I wish that I would have had the guts or, you know, to do this four, five, six years earlier that I suffered in silence for so long. And my response to them is look forward, not backward. Okay, sure, that would have been ideal, but you can't go back and rewrite history. Now enjoy every day the rest of your life, but take it into other areas of your life where you might be doing the same thing, not addressing issues that some education and some openness might lead you to a better life. It's so. not just in the bedroom. It's all throughout your life. Don't let things fester. Don't let things go, you know, unaddressed if in, truly, indeed, it's causing any kind of anxiety in your life. Great advice. And wow, that was an amazing quickie. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. How can everyone find Promiscent? 
I always tell people that there's, uh, you know, we have, t- you know, thousands of retail outlets and other places you can find it. But the best place to always go is www.promescent.com, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. For the simple reason, number one, there's a lot of educational videos about how to use the product, that kind of stuff. Number two, every single avenue will be available to you there. You type in your zip code, it'll show all the retail locations, you know, and so you don't have to get it at promescent.com, but it's a good place to go. If I want to know every option that I have to acquire the product, that's where I can go and find out. Thanks so much, Jeff. This is Carolyn David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. You are listening to the Sexy Lifestyle with Carolyn David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolyndavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're chatting with the amazing Lexi Silver, host of Seek, Discover, and Create by SDC on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. And now we're going to get into what makes sex such a taboo topic of discussion. So when it comes to being open about sexuality and personal choices, Lexi has so much experience with her erotic writing and her contribution to the world of femme porn. Uh, Lexi has been sharing fantasies for some time now. She's committed to sharing all her experiences with you by answering questions and opening up discussions that will make you feel more comfortable about your own sexuality and lifestyle. And Lexi, can we start this discussion by explaining, first of all, what is slut shaming and how it has affected you in your past? That is a very good question. It's a very, it's something that I think that has affected not just me, but I'm sure a lot of other women in the past. And I say women because we know that there is a, a massive double standard, which we'll get to in a second. But um Basically, I guess you can say that slut shaming is is when uh, women are judged more harshly for any of our behaviors and decisions than men are. So if we decide to go off and have sex with whoever we feel like because we're empowered to do so uh, and a man goes and does the exact same thing, he is seen as a player and it's seen as a positive thing. And, oh, he's, you know, uh, he's uh, he's 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 conquested all these women. Uh, Look at him. He's fantastic. He's he must you know he he really knows how to he play the field. If a woman does the exact same thing, she's judged really harshly by it, and that's where my experiences come in. Now, um, when we were talking earlier, you gave us some examples of some of your adventures in high school and how you know your <laughs> friends really didn't um, weren't nice to you. They weren't friendly to you, but you were doing what you wanted to do, and it was with your consent. Absolutely. And not, I mean, I won't say across the board that all of my friends didn't understand, but for the, the my true friends, the ones who really know me, the ones that I'm still friends with on, to this very day, always supported me. And I can't really say that they judged me for it. Maybe they didn't understand what was going on, um, that I was, you know, so quickly uh, in, in integrated in sexuality. I was still pretty young at the time, but I was open-minded. I was curious. I wanted to experiment. But I think a lot of other people who were maybe not really, you know, uh, quite coming to terms with their own sexuality themselves, maybe jealous of the attention that I was getting versus other people, maybe even though it was negative attention to a certain degree, maybe they didn't feel self-confident in their own right, uh, self-confident enough to go out and get what it was that they wanted for themselves, uh, or even to know how to ask for what they wanted. Um, It was was really uh, quite unfortunate that 
as I was experiencing my sexual awakening, uh, other people were t- were spreading rumors about me about how I was a slut. And I mean, fine if that's what you if that's what they thought that I was, then I owned it. I'm well, a slut. That's well, who I am. I think a lot of these ideas or ideals come from the fact that young women, young girls even, get the message from their parents that good girls don't do that. Good girls don't touch themselves. Good girls don't um, uh, flaunt their bodies and all of these things. And that's kind of where those stigmas or those... But do you think it's from their parents or from society? Well, I'm thinking that those young girls got a lot of those messages from their parents because that that age or that generation certainly had those ideals. But Lisa was getting this this I, this this mm-hmm. backlash from her friends. I know, but the friends have that ideals that their parents have given them that good girls don't do that and so therefore I don't want to hang around with Lexi because she's in quote unquote not a good girl. Okay. That's kind of where my idea is leading from. Absolutely. But not but it's not just you're right. It's parents, it's society, it's teachers mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. talking about how uh, you know, especially with the lack of sex ed, just like you can't have sex before marriage. Sex is bad and all of the things that come with that too yeah. uh, keeping in mind too that even at the time and even now uh, to a certain degree uh, t- uh, you know TV uh, media mainstream media uh, we still don't look at sexuality in a positive light the way we should uh, so people who are having sex even if it is protected safe consensual uh, and and there's there's nothing wrong with it are still seen as being dirty or not good like you said yeah so yeah so it's really all of those answers it's the negative connotation that's put on all of those actions that um that we get from all over the place but one last thing i want to point out before we get on to and into talking about taboos is this whole discussion we've been having i heard very clearly that you as a woman were making these conscious decisions yourself because it's something that you wanted to do nobody was pushing you into it and we know now in your life that everything that you do is consensual you don't do anything that you don't want to do absolutely and that's and that's what's really interesting is that uh, a lot of people who do slut shame other women or and I, I have to say other women because again men don't really get this but people who do they see they don't see the woman as being the one in charge of her own sexual destiny it's very unusual to me we are still viewed even viewing ourselves as as objects to be conquested Mm -hmm. and that's sort of uh, another theme we'll get into when we talk a little bit uh, more about porn probably later on because David we know you're going to want to talk about (laughs) porn later on Uh, but that's that's really a big issue it's just that we are objectifying ourselves still so why do you think it is that there's still so many taboos around sexuality you know I, I think that as a society we've evolved in a lot of ways but not all the right ways. I think that we are still people and the way we think and the way we are hasn't changed as quickly as technology has. Uh, just just to say that, you know, we fear uh, in general as a society, uh, at the, the world, we, we fear what we don't know, what we don't understand, what's different. So if we don't understand why somebody might feel empowered to go and have sex with whoever they feel like or who might feel like it's the right decision to open up their relationship and include other 
other pe- other sexual partners in it or don't understand uh, why somebody would like to experience pain and make it and have that be pleasurable for them. Those things are seen as very taboo uh, because they, it's not understood. They they just they're scared of it in a lot of ways and they're scared to try to understand or and especially if they do might if they do have that if that actual curiosity uh, to experience it too. Yeah, so I guess knowledge is power is what you're saying. And when we don't have the knowledge, it turns into something totally negative. But Lexi, (laughs) (laughs) but Lexi, these taboos that are out there, don't you think they're artificial? They're artificially created by society, by religion, by, like Carol was saying earlier, by parents who really aren't 100% knowledgeable on sexuality? Because again, if you're doing something that's making you happy or your partner happy or your couple happy. And not hurting anybody else at the same time. Or yourselves, why would it be a taboo? Well, it's, and you're absolutely right. I, I think that things come to be considered taboo because, not because they're actually bad, but they've been forbidden, like you said, by, by parents, teachers, media, friends, society, uh, whether it's directly or indirectly. Sometimes parents or, or don't even realize that they're perpetuating these negative stigmas about sexuality. Uh, you know, I, they like, like you said, say, if, for example, we, we talked about this before, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're children. As, as children, we're, we're curious about our bodies, for example. So if a parent sees uh, their child uh, touching their genitals, uh, in in public they might say don't do that that's bad but they won't say you know oh that you know it's okay to do that just do that in private mm-hmm. so the child starts to associate negative things with touching their own body and it's little things like that and things like having strong language uh, about you know uh, about certain things like you can only have children after you're married anal sex is for whores uh, you know premarital sex is bad uh, it's bad and nudity is bad no one should see your naked body like things like that using strong language sometimes they don't even realize what it is that they're doing and what they're reinforcing um so i you know it it is a question of knowledge it is a really big question of education but uh there are a lot of changes that have to happen before we can actually start to tackle uh what makes something taboo and how to how to reverse the process right yeah we have to unlearn those things that we have learned as children and realize that they're just not right they're not they're not founded on anything that's correct in our lives because we are sexual humans and we are sexual beings and that's just all natural and so those harsh words have changed our minds about that uh, just really doesn't flow it just doesn't follow properly Absolutely. And it's, it's just really too bad because we start to uh, experience shame and feel, you know, feel shameful about things that are absolutely normal and natural and that come uh, as, as, as urges to us that, you know, it is natural to, to want to experience pleasure through touching your genitals. It, 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 it's totally natural to want to masturbate. So being told that that's not okay or that your body for some reason is a shameful thing. Uh, those are such root causes for so many issues uh, that I I can't even I can't even name them and it's not just talk I'm not just talking about sexuality all of these issues that you start to feel they they permeate other areas for life too so it's not yeah well absolutely and we started our show talking about the need to talk about sex and we should probably preface that by saying by the need to talk about 
sex in a positive manner because you know what you were saying as kids are growing up they're told don't do this don't do that when a girl has her period for the first time it's like okay be careful don't fuck anyone because you're going to get pregnant instead of exploring and 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 celebrating the fact that she's going to have a whole different change in her body and she's going to become a woman and she's going to experience a lot of good pleasures going forward so um, yes. You know, we when we were talking to Cindy Gallup, we were talking about, even about sexual um, behaviors learned when you're young. And it takes generations for this to change because if you're taught something or told something at a very young age, it's almost like it's gospel as you go through life until you're ready or able to make a conscious decision to change something that you were taught or unlearn it, like Carol said. And uh, I don't think we're there yet. I mean, the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network hopefully will have some great hosts and we'll have a lot of people listening. And, you know, maybe we'll be creating that sexual evolution that we were writing about. I really hope so. I think we have to start somewhere. And the, the idea of normalizing conversations surrounding sex so that it's okay. You'd, if if you're in a room and there's a party going on and, and you say the word sex, everybody will stop and listen and their ears perk up because you know why They want to hear about it and they're not the ones that will open their mouth first and they always want to know, okay, who's talking about sex? And it's not that they don't want to hear it. Is they're afraid to speak it themselves. Or they're ashamed. You know, yeah. the shame is so yeah. huge in, in sexuality. Like, why, like, we're out. We're swingers and we talk about it all the time. But 99% of people who are in the lifestyle who are swingers, if they're found out, they could lose their jobs, the family, uh, uh, people will look at them differently. They won't be able to go to the PTA because they're having <laughs> yeah. consensual sex with other people, you know. Um, know. But if someone was a cheater, um, that's okay in today's society. So so definitely things have to change. But let's talk the, a little. Wait, I do just want to reverse. I don't know if cheating is okay. I don't think it's okay, but it's just understood. It's, accept, it's understood. It's right, understood. Right, right. It's yeah. understood. Whereas yeah. swinger lifestyle or any other alternative lifestyle is certainly not understood. And that's where the fear comes in. So it's that Absolutely. they're not fearful of cheating more or less it's not that it's accepted right so exactly. so we were talking about shame and you were talking earlier about you know getting rid of that shame um how does shame factor into these taboos and and how do we get rid of that well how do we get rid of that I, you know like like we were just saying it starts with opening up that conversation and really being being brutally honest about those things that are that we judge ourselves for and try to figure out why you know it's it you know i you were talking about the lifestyle for example there are a lot of people that i know in the lifestyle who also are not very open about talking about let's say they have children they don't want their kids to find out like you said they might not be yeah. invited to those pta meetings yeah. um there because but also there's that fear there so what's really going on there it's 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 the fear of what other people are thinking too so they're judging themselves and they're also judging themselves by how they feel others will judge them so there are so many different layers that we have to shed but it starts with education you can't educate the world though it's just an impossible feat. Well, you got to start you, somewhere. Little steps, baby yeah. steps. Yeah, and we hope yeah. that this network, which is dedicated to sexual education, will be a good platform for people to be learning all the new different ideas that we have, the ideals that uh, sex is okay, and I hope that we will be able to get Certainly, that's going to be a focus on your show when you have all those wonderful guests and all the topics that you're trying to uncover so that people can understand it more and talk about sex and without fear. And Lexi Frigg. <laughs> and Lexi, do you think there are certain topics that were taboo 
say five, 10 years ago are no longer taboo? And are there things coming out today that are new and people are not accepting them and they are becoming taboo? I think that there are, so both, uh, I think that there are some things that are becoming a little bit more mainstream, uh, you know, with the advent of, and I, I don't love saying this, and you know that, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, more people are talking about BDSM. The problem is they're not really understanding what that's all about, so there's still a fear of what that really means, because the actual um, series itself didn't really portray BDSM relationships the way they should be, so mm-hmm. there's still that taboo about BDSM, uh, you know, talking, and we'll, we'll get into some of the more common taboo booze later, I'm sure. Uh, but there are some things uh, that are, are kind of coming now that, um, you know, we've already started to talk a little bit more about sexual orientation. It's being a little bit less taboo. Yes, <laughs> And I say a little bit, I mm-hmm. say a little bit uh, than it used to be, um, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you said five or 10, but mm-hmm. we haven't evolved that quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I'm not really sure that we're going to, but that's no. a good place to take a break right now. I think we've been having such an important discussion about what makes certain topics taboo and why. And at the same time, we're getting to know a little bit more about Lexi Silver and her wealth of knowledge in this area. And as a host on STC's new show, Seek, Discover, Create, Lexi's going to be helping us filter through some of the topics that really that we really need to discuss, but we're often afraid to bring them up, even with our partners. Hmm. Another great segment. All right, Lexi, hang on. We'll remind everyone this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And after a short break, we're going to get into some sexy myth busting with Sexy Lexi, all about porn. Stay tuned. This November, 4,000 people will be on the sold-out Independence of the Seas Bliss Cruise, offered by Lifestyle Cruising and Bliss. Why do these charters sell out so fast? Five separate playrooms, dozens of meet-and-greets aimed at various cultural and sexual orientations, themed dance parties every night, and all upper decks are clothing optional. Find out about the Bliss experience on the two upcoming Bliss charters in 2019. This April is the five-night Celebrity Infinity Cruise, And next November 2019 will be seven nights on the beautiful Navigator of the Seas. Couples love the electric atmosphere on our cruises, and we know that sparks will fly in your cabin. Remember, our cruises sell out fast, so be sure to call Wayne at 908-391-1977. That's 908-391-1977, or visit lifestylecruising.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David having a great discussion with Lexi Silver, host of Seek, Discover and Create by SDC. And she's going to be having her own show on The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network coming up next week. But now we're going to get into some sexy myth busting all about pornography. 
Each show, we invite our sexpert guests to bust a few sexy fun myths to help us filter through some of that misinformation that we find out there on the internet, especially when it comes to the topics related to sex, sexuality, and relationships. And pornography. So, David, do you want to start since this is your favorite no, topic? No, I'm going to keep quiet. I'm going to learn. Okay. Here Maybe, we go. Or you could learn. Okay, here we go. I'm going to start then. Women love being made to gag during blowjobs and have their heads grabbed and a man's cock shoved forcibly right down their throats. <laughs> Some of us do. There you okay, go. I'll put this bit. I mean, I, some of us do. I, I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy that every now and then. But it, it's it's um, you know not all porn should be that way. So yeah, I some some of us do like that, and that's totally okay. And if it's not your thing, that's fine too. But going into a, a sex session or a blowjob session, uh, not either party should assume that that is what the other person wants. Just because a woman sees that uh, you know her her man has watched porn like this before doesn't mean that he necessarily wants her to do that either so there there shouldn't be that assumption on either end there has to be communication on both ends as to what exactly uh, their partner is looking for in a blowjob absolutely agreed i guess we should have also started by saying that porn is entertainment and it's really not it is it's really not the place to learn about sexuality. It's a place to watch stuff, to open up dialogue. Would we, could we, should we? But very few couples can do the acrobatics that (laughs) porn stars do and last as long as they do for an hour at a time. And and it's just entertainment. Oh, and let me just uh, add something to that. They don't last necessarily for an hour at a time. There's a lot of uh, cutting uh, and editing and post-production to be done. Really have to salute those uh, post-production editors there because uh, I've been on set before and that is not how it goes (laughs) right well as long as we understand that it's produced entertainment like a movie would be it's not real life it's can reflect some things that happen in real life but it's not real life and as long as we are watching porn as entertainment and we open a discussion about what we see then it's okay to watch porn we're not saying that porn is bad here we're saying it's okay as long as we're not expecting everybody to be wanting that same thing myth two Okay, go ahead. All women love having men come on their face. And again, uh, some of us do. I, I, you know, <laughs> dude, I know how you feel about uh, this topic. Uh, and I, Carol's going to start laughing. But again, not everybody likes that. Uh, some women prefer to swallow and not have come on them. Some mm-hmm. women don't want to even look or feel or touch come. Mm-hmm. Uh, some men don't want to actually, you know, put like have come on their partner. Uh, and that's totally fine. And again, it all starts with having that conversation. And maybe, you know, when, when like her asking, him or him telling her uh, when you know he's about to come what do you want to do mm-hmm. or maybe he wants maybe she wants him to finish in his hand maybe she wants him to finish in her down her throat like her we tits, were just yeah. talking about on sure. her tits on her ass wh- whatever in a condom there's so many different ways to go about it uh, there's there's really not uh, any one right answer and just because we see lots of cum shots and that's how all the sex scenes seem to end in porn doesn't mean that's how your sex scene has to end okay, okay. I get number three okay. now we're swingers and there's very little of this that we see but here's the myth all women are shaved and have no pubic hair Oh my God, that is so not accurate. Uh, we, you know, you're like, like you're, you had mentioned, we're all, we're in the lifestyle. 
we have seen so many different configurations of hair. I will say everyone is fairly well groomed and and, and everything like that. Uh, we're not really seeing the crazy bushes like we used to back in the day, but that's okay too. As long as everything is clean, uh, it doesn't really matter. All shaved, not necessary, and it's not in real life. It's it's not it's not needed either. No, it's not needed. And a lot of sure. porns. And a lot of porn stars too. Uh, you'll you'll see. Uh, maybe there's a bit more of a trend now toward uh, having uh, that that little uh, landing strip, uh-huh. or even having uh, a nice little uh, little V of hair. Nothing wrong with that. Not everybody wants a, a fully shaved pussy. I used to I used to tell this joke, but it's not really relevant anymore. But I'll tell it anyways, and it goes <laughs> like this: What do you call a Roman with hair between his teeth? <laughs> a gladiator. <laughs> Okay, now you, boom. No, you're forcing her to laugh at that joke. It's such an old joke. All right, joke. next myth. <laughs> okay, here's another one. All women love anal sex. Also not true. And you can't just start like trying to put it in there. It's not going to work. Uh, that If you're going to have anal sex, that's totally fine. I love it. I think it's it, it's great. There's a lot of pleasure that you can, that you can get through anal sex for men and women. Um, but there has to be a conversation about it. You can't just be having uh, vaginal sex or going from foreplay to assuming that she's just going to want to, uh, you know, have, get it in her ass. It doesn't work that way. Uh, you have to start off slowly, have the conversation, and if she's into it, maybe start off with a little bit of outer rubbing, uh, lots and lots and lots of lube, a uh, little bit of penetration with a finger, then maybe two fingers. This takes time. It's not a one, It's it, it doesn't always work the way it does in porn where these women have been prepping for, for days a right? long time yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and often in porn before an anal scene uh these women will not eat uh for a period of time before the scene because uh, and, and you know they'll clean themselves out completely uh with uh, with an enema to make sure that there's that they everything is clean on the inside there are no run-ins inside uh this is a lot of work there's mm-hmm. a lot of lube involved mm-hmm. even if you don't see it in the scene Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a lot that's involved with 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 an anal scene, and in real life, you need to be aware of that. The, the ass doesn't self lubricate, right? So, right. And one of the things that I guess people should will just add on right now is that if this is something that you're interested in, learn about it, and um, it's very sexy to want that, and even the prep part can be very sexy when you're doing it with your partner it's probably not so sexy when it's happening as a production on tv however it it can be a very nice and fun part of your relationship when you're doing something sexy or something taboo as we talk about i think anal sex is definitely one of those taboos absolutely okay like yeah i want to go sideways i always go sideways okay (laughs) so in a heterosexual relationship a guy and a girl because we're still talking about anal what about the woman wanting to and the proper terminology is pegging wants to peg her husband does that make him bisexual not at all. Um, this is something that is pegging is becoming more and more popular. It is. Um, I think. Sorry, I, I don't want to say that it. You know, the taboo. Uh, the taboo is still definitely there. Uh, we mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. most men are afraid to even get a finger in their ass because they're afraid it's going to make them gay. That's yeah, not right. how it works, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are a lot of pleasures that you can have through anal stimulation, even if it's non-penetrative. And a woman wanting to peg her husband in the ass, uh, to peg her husband, sorry, to, to fuck him in the ass with a strap on, um, 
think that's super hot. If that's for you, great. But you have to talk about that. That's not, you can't just arrive in the bedroom, ladies, with a strap on and say, I'm going to fuck you in the ass tonight. He will freak out if you've never had that conversation. Yeah, um, for sure. But it men if that's something that you want and that you might be interested in definitely approach uh, approach your partner and and let her know that you know hey i i'm really curious to experiment with this i think this could be a, a lot of fun um and 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 have that conversation well, it doesn't make you gay yeah the, re- the reason i brought it up is a lot of guys they want to fuck their wife up the ass but you know it's okay for the woman to say all right i'll let you do me but i want to do you too and you have to have that conversation it's again opening that dialogue about just because you're male or female doesn't mean one type of sex is good one way and not the other way it, if, if a woman wants to have a threesome with two guys because guys want to have a threesome with two girls you have to have that dialogue if you want to fuck her in the ass and she says I want to do you in the ass you have to talk about it and obviously it has to work for both of you but open up that dialogue Exactly. It's all about communication. And no matter what, men, male, female, any any gender, your ass has a lot of amazing nerve endings and it feels really, really good. I think we have time for one more myth. Here's a good one. There's no such thing as good porn. And I'm putting quotes, good porn in quotes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, there's there. So if, if we're saying good porn is, though, you know, porn that could be good to watch um, and also could be good for your relationship because it is good. So it, it is good to have uh, a, a healthy uh, sexual relationship by incorporating a little bit of porn into it. It's nice to watch that with your partner if it's something that you guys are both into. Um, but. Porn that features the woman uh, as being empowered rather than, uh, you know, the object of conquest. So as being in charge of her sexuality and actively involved in the sex and, you know, uh, being shown as really wanting the sex, initiating the sex instead of just being, you know, shown as having the sex being done to her. Um, You know, there's no focus in in most uh, male centric porn on the female orgasm and female pleasure being at all important. So if the woman is being shown um, in a positive light, and she you know really we see how beautiful she is and not just like her hole and uh you know his dick going in and out of it um that's great too but we're not really seeing anything in the scene we're not seeing her pleasure either so if we're able to get a little bit more of a a a full view of what of, of him wanting to please her of her enjoying herself fully and him not fucking her for his own end but for hers that to me is good porn. Love it. Love it. What a great way to end an amazing segment of sexy myth busting. We could probably do a whole show on that, but we won't because we have lots of other things to talk about. So Lexi, thanks so much for your amazing myth busting skills. We know there's tons <laughs> of misinformation on the internet about pornography, which as I said earlier was produced, is produced entertainment, not real world sex, and that it takes so much that as a couple that you need to talk about sex because it's an absolute necessity if you're going to be watching porn and let's once again remind everyone that it's not the right place for sex education go to our great sex academy where we have a whole bunch of amazing sex educators so we're going to remind everyone this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david and it's time for a short break and we'll be right back with our favorite segment great sex matters hang on we'll be right back This segment of The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by the SDC Cuban Cruise. 
feel the lifestyle vibe and explore places where yesterday lives today in a truly unique corner of the world. We'll head out of Miami and stop in Hemingway's hometown of Key West before we land in Cuba's capital, where we'll experience spicy Caribbean culture, vintage cars, and untouchable beaches. We love those untouched beaches, and we had such a great time on STC's Caribbean cruise that we're back this year on their Cuban cruise from December 4th to 11th, and we also get to visit Nassau in the Bahamas and the private island of Coco Cay. So get ready to experience STC's famous foam parties, deck parties, a live shows and of course those amazing playrooms or simply savor all the sexy couples that STC has to offer. For more information about this trip or any other events go visit our website thesexylifestyle.com Carol and David Page. listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and today we're having an amazing discussion with Lexi Silver, host of Seek, Discover and Create from SDC on The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. We're so excited that your new show is going to be up next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So now we're going to chat about our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. And as we have said many times, that you have to work very hard on keeping your relationship healthy and happy. And it takes effort from both parties to stay horny for each other. And if you don't make the effort, you risk getting bored and having a stale sex life. But what makes it even harder to add the excitement to your sex life is when you're not comfortable talking about sex. Sometimes you get blocked by taboos you've learned or stigmas that you've heard and you aren't able to share the ideas or fantasies that you have about creating great sex. Hmm. Very interesting. I'm looking forward to this segment. And very often the taboos are double standards that should not exist. So let's look into some of those taboos and figure out how they affect why or how we can have great sex. So let's start with the first one, Lexi, where it's all about women who masturbate. So even though all those sex toys are out there, it's still more taboo for women to talk about masturbating than men. Why do you think that is? Is it just talking about masturbating or actually masturbating? Actually masturbating, but a lot of women do masturbate and just don't talk about it. Uh, I remember part of the, you know, the whole slut shaming back in high school was I was one of the first out of my friends to admit that I touched myself and every, and a lot of the reactions were like, oh, that's disgusting. I'm like, how is it disgusting to touch your own body? And if you, I, I, I've, I've met a couple of women too who are in their 30s and 40s who have told me that they never masturbate. Then I ask them a follow-up question. What's your sex life like? Mm-hmm. Do, you have, do you have orgasms? And a lot of them say no. So if you've never actually had an orgasm or you don't really feel like you have a fulfilling sex life, how can you tell your partner what it is that you really want and what you really like if you've never really experienced that on your own? So I think a huge part of having a better and healthier sex life with your partner or partners, multiple, uh, is to have a great relationship with your own body. 
It has to start with you masturbating. And I really feel that your body changes over time. And so even if you used to masturbate, let's say before you were married or before you had a steady partner, uh, but now you don't anymore because you're in a relationship, just know that your body does change. And so it's very cool to stay on top of what's going on down there and in your head and, and and all the senses that you need to continually masturbate to really know your body through thoroughly. Absolutely. And, you know, you might, sorry, I was just going to say you might, you know, have always enjoyed uh, just clitoral stimulation. You might learn later on, wow, you like dual stimulation. You like anal stimulation, too. There are all kinds of things that are really cool to try it on your own before you try it with your partner. Yeah, and especially the things like G-spots and A-spots and C-spots and stuff. I'm not saying they move around, but I'm saying that if you haven't discovered one or the other, that those are ways that you can uh, learn where those spots are, what that feels like, uh, just doing it on your own by stimulating it so that you can explain that to your partner and you have the best sex possible. But it's the same thing if a woman wants to try double penetration. She doesn't have to get anybody involved. Get two vibrators or two dildos. Do it yourself. Take your time when you're relaxed, when you're calm and see what it feels like. And if you don't like it like that, well, you might not like it the other way, but at least you're getting a a feel for it rather than having two guys and two cocks and having to worry about erections and everything else that goes along with the experience of double penetration, which some women absolutely enjoy. A bunch of guys enjoy it, but it's something that I believe you should try first on your own to know if you're going to enjoy it. Absolutely. Same with a lot of other things too, but you're absolutely right, David. Try it on your own. If it feels good and you like it in a pressure-free environment that's just about your own pleasure when you're just with yourself, then you can really decide whether it's something you want to try with somebody else. And I think a fun thing about masturbating too is like doing it in front of a mirror because we don't always get a chance to see what the vulva looks like in all the parts and the way they go and, and erections and stuff. And so when you have an erectile tissue like we do in our clitoris where we don't often look at it or look for it, um, so we should be able to do that and look in the mirror, get yourself stimulated and see what changes happen in our body visually and, um, uh, and uh, I guess physically, yes. And you love like riding the Sibian in front of the mirror. You get mm-hmm. to see your pussy wide open mm-hmm. and you get to see what's going on, the insertion. I mean, I'm up there and you're sucking my cock, but you know, um, we were with Bunny at the Sex Expo in New York who owns Sibian and the amount of people who are interested and who have one is tremendous because it's really, I mean, it's an expensive sex toy, but it's a great sex toy to self-pleasure yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to go back to pegging. We spoke about it in the uh, myth-busting section. So why do you think men are reluctant to try butt stuff? Uh, even if they're a bit curious, and, and I, I know it feels good, and we know it feels good. The male have a, a prostate, which is like a clit, and it, you can actually have prostate orgasms. But why do you think this general population of heterosexual men are against or not so open to butt play. You had mentioned it yourself, David, before about how men uh, might feel uh, like uh, that it makes them gay, as though sexual pleasure or touching any part of your body could actually change your sexual orientation. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well put. It's an absurd thought, uh, but I think it's just, again, uh, one of those taboos uh, by society. Just if you like it, if if a man likes it in his ass, he must be gay. Uh, There's, you know, I've heard some crazy things, too, like uh, if a man gives a blow job he's gay but if he receives a blowjob from another man he's not gay oh i've heard some crazy thi- <laughs> I, have you heard this one yeah I, i've heard some crazy things it's all bullshit 
it, it's all bullshit. And it, I your think, sexual orientation is right. one thing, but physical pleasure is another. <laughs> well, I think also the taboo is being is around being gay, which uh, what does it matter? I mean, sexual pleasure is sexual pleasure. Orientation is your own business. Um, so it really should not matter. However, uh, it still does, obviously. And there still is a big stigma about being gay or having that sexual tendency. And so I'm thinking that, again, it's what people don't understand. But that's a great segue into what our next question was going to be, which is about bisexuality. And the world loves bisexual women. Women love being bisexual. Not really, but not everyone, I mean. (laughs) But when you talk about bisexual men, it's like, whoa, you know, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. That's not cool. What's with that? Yeah, Yeah. what's the taboo with that? It's very funny, and we were talking about the lifestyle too. For example, how uh, a lot a lot of women are almost expected to be bisexual in the lifestyle, and uh, you know that, and that's cool. But if a man says that he's into uh, you know both men and women, all of a sudden sometimes it becomes a bit of a, 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 t- a sorry a touchy point because maybe the man will feel oh well maybe he'll touch me uh, and I won't like it or you know I don't want him to look at me that way. It, it's it's again still like that that homophobia which is really ridiculous to me um but also it also it, it what, what i find really weird about that is it's still a matter of consent if you're in a lifestyle and you're with a bisexual couple no one's going to touch you unless you ask for it or unless you know you're you say yes and somebody's asking you but again it all does come down to that homophobia and that fear other uh, sexual orientations there's right. there's nothing wrong with being gay or bisexual or pansexual there's nothing wrong with it so i think it's it's more if that if that's a, something for you that you have an issue with bisexual men or bisexual anything uh or any kind of sexuality get over it mm-hmm. get over yourself mm-hmm. so i am going to invite everybody because if you want to hear an amazing show go listen to everything sexy with Jamal and Polly Rick, and you will get the down and dirty and inside story about what it is to be a male, pansexual, bisexual, bi-curious, anything you wanna know about male sexuality, go listen to their show Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network, and they will have everything you need to know about it or want to know. Right. Uh, sexuality is fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it can change. You, you can you can go in any which direction, and you can be curious about things. And whether you try it once or twice, it doesn't necessarily put you in any one category. Uh, it, labels are not important. What's important is just experiencing pleasure and feeling good about it. And as long as it's consensual, there's not there's no wrong answer, and nothing is wrong. I think that's a great great way to put it. I think it's time now for some real advice. If you had to give us. Um, or tell us what would be the first step that someone who has maybe perhaps felt shame in the past around sex, how could they start by opening up a conversation with their partners? What would the first step be for doing that? I think the first step is starting a conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, you know, being honest with yourself. If you you can't have a conversation with your partner, kind of like how you can't, uh, you know, tell your partner what you want properly uh, unless you've you've experienced that physically, unless you've masturbated and you know um, this is what I like. It's very hard to communicate that if you don't know um, about yourself what you feel shame or guilt or fear about then you can't really properly communicate that to any other person so it really starts with having that communication with yourself and and just being really bare about it uh just 
getting to the deep issues. And if you can't, finding somebody else who can really help you have that conversation. I'm not talking about your partner. I mean, someone who is outside of your personal world who can really help you dig and and figure out the source of uh, that sexual shame. And sometimes it's the answer is scary and it could be something uh, traumatic that you don't want to dig up again. But unless you really uproot that and deal with it, you will never get past that sexual shame. And having that conversation, perhaps even out loud and hearing it yourself for the first time can actually sometimes expulse some of that shame that you feel, wait, that, why, am I, why am I ashamed of that? When you hear it coming out of your mouth, sometimes that even helps rid the shame. Absolutely. And for me as a writer, I know I I know I get a lot of really good uh, self-work out by writing it out. Um, That's my version of talking it out, Carol, as you can imagine. But it it helps having uh, having a a journal or just, you know, even a a video journal where you you start to realize things are like, wow, you get on a train of thought and you start to really uh, go go back into the the root of the problem. Uh, You can you can start to do some some really, really good self-work that way but you have to talk to yourself first before you can actually communicate properly to your partner and you have to love yourself first before you can have other people uh, to feel like you are worthy of other people's love love yourself beautiful well sexy lexi silver thank you so much that was absolutely amazing we had some great advice we heard all about who you are we heard a little bit about your new show seek discover and create by sdc on the sexy lifestyle talk radio network why don't you take two seconds tell everybody when your show is going to be on uh, maybe what your next couple of episodes are going to be out and where they can send some questions to you and you can answer them you guys can find me on the Sexy Lifestyle Network at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on Thursday nights. Uh, you can uh, send me any questions you want. If you have a really burning question, email me anytime at Lexi at SDC.com. And you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out my <laughs> site too, LexiSilver.com. That's great. And, you know, we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic sexpert guests, and we hope you do too. And remember to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find all our amazing expert guests and all our new hosts and our new talk radio platform dedicated to sexual education with 24-7 credible information about sex, sexuality, and relationships. Yep, and I love this last line here. It says, start your sexual evolution today. Listen, learn, and live sexy. And remember to sign up on SDC.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. You can use promo code 30314 for the first month free. Check it out. And boy, we have some travel coming up between now and Christmas. It's getting real busy. We're going to be heading to Hedonism in Jamaica with the Young Swingers group from October 20th to 27th. Well, then we're getting on the Bliss Cruise, leaving out of Fort Lauderdale on November 11 to 17. And then with our friends, and I guess we can shout out to Jean and Dave and Mandy and Heather, everybody from the SDC team. We're going to be with them on the SDC Cuban Cruise December 4th to 11th. 
And next year, we're going to be in Cancun for the Super uh, Sexperience Hotel Takeover, May 18 to 23. Again with our friends from SDC. <laughs> How cool is that? We love being with our SDC family. And of course, let's remind everybody about Nadia Norleans, July 24th to 28th, one of the most amazing lifestyle conventions about sexual freedom in the world. And for more information about these trips or anything else, you can visit our website at thesexylifestyle.com or even send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. And remember, if you want stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms like me, then you'll need your very own womanizer. And we have some womanizers to give away. And once you try this amazing device, you're going to wish you had discovered it sooner. So enter to win by sending us an email at ask at carolandavid.com with womanizer in the subject line. Wow, what an amazing show. Unfortunately, this is the end of it. And thanks to our special guest, Lexi Silver. And no, thank you. It's always <laughs> a wonder having you on. And we look forward to being on your show one of these days. I know it's coming up very soon. My and first show. Absolutely. And especially to everybody out there and you for listening. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex and sexuality and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. <laughs>